It is 7 p.m. on Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. I'm calling our regular meeting of the Board of Trustees of Sycamore Township to order. Um, do we have an invocation, Mr. Kellogg? Yes, we do. All right, for those who are able to stand, please do. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many and abundant blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for the freedom that we enjoy to be able to openly worship you. Father, we pray for the wisdom to govern and make a conflicting interest of our times and the ability to work together for the citizens of Sycamore Township. We pray for the true sense of the welfare and needs of all our citizens. Father, we pray for the agenda for us tonight and ask that you give us the assurance of what we can do with you. We ask for your blessings over everyone that lives, works, and plays in Sycamore Township. It's in your blessed day we pray. Ask those of you standing to remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, everyone. Good evening, Mr. Porter. Would you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Here. Mr. James? I am here. Mr. Weedman? Present. All right. First item on the agenda actually is amending the agenda before we go into minutes. Uh, I would like to move to amend our agenda tonight, first of all, to correct as to the executive session that uh, it will be as to imminent litigation as opposed to pending litigation, and to add sale of real property as an executive session item also, and uh, secondly or thirdly, I suppose, uh, to add a resolution amending appropriations to the agenda as well. Is there a second? Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right. Moving on then to approval of minutes, which is our first uh, printed agenda item here. We have the August 17th, 2021 trustees meeting minutes. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next, we have a proclamation designated, sorry, designating September as Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. This is something that Township has been doing for many years. And uh, typically when we have a resolution such as this, uh, either the chairman or one of the trustees will read through it in its entirety to present it. Here in the township, though, we've got a sort of a unique and, and maybe unfortunate situation where each of the three trustees, our wives, have been affected by cancer in various ways. Uh, ovarian and otherwise and so I thought it would be appropriate for each of the trustees to read portions of this resolution before we adopt it so I'm going to ask Mr. LaBarber if you'll start with the first three whereas's and then I'll do three and then Mr. Weedman will conclude whereas ovarian cancer claims more women's lives than any other gynecological cancer and whereas the American Cancer Society estimates that in 2021 over 21,410 women will be diagnosed with ovarian cancer and approximately 13,770 will perish from the disease. And whereas ovarian cancer is difficult to detect, and women are often not diagnosed until the disease has reached an advanced stage. And thank you. Whereas early diagnosis of ovarian cancer can increase the survival rate to as high as 94%. And whereas certain factors can reduce the risk of ovarian cancer and play an important role in its prevention. And whereas awareness and early detection of ovarian cancer is the best means of protecting women's lives from this disease. And 
Whereas the board further wishes to recognize and honor the thousands of women who battled valiantly against the disease and to further encourage them in their daily struggles. Now, therefore, in commendation of all the women and their families fighting the disease, the board hereby proclaims September 2021 as Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month in Sycamore Township, and the board calls upon all citizens, agencies, organizations, healthcare providers, and research institutions to raise ovarian cancer awareness and continue helping Americans live longer, healthier lives. Pat, uh, and I think we need to vote in order we to We need to vote. This. Mr. Porter, will you call the roll as to this resolution, please? Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. And that would be passed unanimously the seventh day of September, 2021. Thank you, everyone. We'll all sign off on this before the meeting's over here. I'd just like to, uh, on behalf of, uh, I serve on the Ovarian Cancer Alliance of Greater Cincinnati on their board, and uh, we've, re we've really done some great things with, with these women. Uh, it's, it's a tough disease because they really don't know that um, there are no real good symptoms to, to determine what that they actually have it. And uh, uh, so I've, I've been working very closely with uh, on both on the research committee and also on um, uh, the advocacy committee. Um, I did get uh, uh, Congressman Shabbat and Con Congressman Wenstrup to both agree to uh, join the ovarian, they are, there's actually an ovarian cancer subcommittee in, uh, uh, in Congress. And um, uh, I did get them both to agree to join that committee and uh, uh, we have been raising significant amounts of money. We, we have about, in the last five years, I think we have about a million and a half dollars into, into directly into research. Uh, a lot of it has gone to University of Pennsylvania to the ovarian cancer uh, uh, facility there. And um, we've actually funded a, uh, the first two patients in a, uh, in a uh, uh, clinical trial that appears to be very promising. It's, it's all immunotherapy, and frankly, that's where we're gonna go in the future. Immunotherapy is, uh, 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 if we're gonna cure cancer, that's probably where it's gonna be. And so uh, uh, I'm grateful that we, that we uh, agreed to, uh, to make se uh, September uh, Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month in, in, um, in Sycamore Township, and, and hopefully uh, uh, more women will determine, that, uh, determine this that they have this disease earlier on, so that uh, they don't they don't fall into a bad category. Because the longer you wait, uh, if if you have stage one, uh, you have about a 90, 90 to ninety five percent survival rate. But if it gets to stage three, uh, you have about a thirty five percent chance of, of making it five years. So uh, it's a tough disease, and and uh, I'm just glad that we are making this uh, uh, cancer uh, ovarian cancer awareness month in in Sycamore Township. So thank you. Absolutely. All right. Moving on, we have a resolution concerning the zoning case. We had a public hearing for at 6 p.m. today. Zoning case 2021-13 LASR, or LASER, as it's known. Mr. Miller, take it away. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll read the resolution first, and we can discuss potential conditions. Yes, okay. please do. All right. Uh, a resolution approving a localized sign regulation plan located in... Uh, the Kenwood Special Public Interest District and dispensing with a second reading. I'll make a motion to approve and I'd, let's just like to add one condition that we remove the violin off the uh, off the window. I will second that.
and as Mr. Miller makes his edits there, this concerns 7715 Montgomery Road adjacent to Chetbert Road uh, Drive. Um, and the building is being redone or has recently been redone. This will affect the signage on the building. Okay. Uh, are we satisfied with uh, the language for new item three? The Antonio's violin logo and graphic affixed to the window shall be remote, removed and future window signage shall be prohibited. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, for the public's benefit, for those who weren't here for the public hearing earlier, could you put up an image of what we're talking about, Mr. Miller? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Well, <laughs> the the uh, the the old violin isn't on this sign, but there is a um, there's an old vinyl decal of a violin with the uh, original Antonio violin and, and Uke's um, logo here in this corner. It's large. Actually, it's large enough to cover the entire window. Isn't it? It, it is from yeah, left it, to right. It, yeah, yeah. It, it goes the full three three panels. All right, can you just give a very brief description of what it is we're being asked to do here for the public's benefit, and then we can discuss as needed and vote. Certainly. Thank you. Uh, so the applicant for uh, case number 2021-13-LASR uh, is requesting uh, essentially a special, um, special sign criteria for their site, uh, which would allow for a total of um, four, uh, four sign placements on the facade of the building. Uh, one for the the on-site unit, uh, one for Antonio uh, Antonio violins, and actually two for the Love Sugaring um, site uh, due to due to that unit being uh, located in the rear of the building, so that they have visibility from Montgomery Road, uh, but also uh, ease of access as far as as far as locating their entrance. Uh, there's also a monument sign uh, that is being placed on site. Uh, which would have all three, uh, all three units uh, on a marquee that stands approximately seven feet tall. So, um, anything uh, else you'd like me to add? Uh, and as we discerned in the public hearing, the rear sign for the business will be lit, but at a reduced. Um, um, which I'm sorry, I'm losing the term I'm thinking of here. Foot candles. Foot candles, thank you. Yeah. At a reduced foot candle level uh, from mm -hmm. typical signs, the parking lot is already lit there, and so this will be within the confines of that. There's a rear fence and some uh, greenery back there, we understand also, yeah. and some distance to the neighborhood. Any discussion from anyone as to this? All right. Mr. Porter, will you call the roll? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weaver? Aye. All right, moving on then to public comments. Is there anyone who wishes to do so? Yep. One second, Jay, I'll be right. <laughs> Sorry. And just to note on the record, as we occasionally do, public comments are typically limited to four minutes. We'll put a clock up on the screen uh, so you'll be able to keep track of your time. And we ask <coughs> you to be respectful and enunciate. Are you ready? Whenever you are. State your name first, please, and address. My name is Jay Jazz, Junior. I live at 4462 Daffodil Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio. On the pre-dawn hours of Sunday, September 5th, 2021, 
know, I, I was sleeping, I was awakened by some oral utterances, and looked across my house. My wife was sitting in the chair in front of the TV. I thought she initially had fallen asleep. She continued the utterances. I got up, I went over to where I called her name. She did not respond. Her uh, eyes were not open, she could not hear me. I wasn't quite sure what was happening, but I knew it was major life-threatening. I still have a landline phone, so I went over and called for help. Sycamore Township Fire Department responded, and they showed up in my front yard. Oh, let me back up. What was probably a matter of minutes was the longest moments of my life. I actually thought my wife was going to die before my eyes. When they showed up, I quickly advised them of some of her pre-existing conditions. Uh, initially, I thought there was four personnel, but I was informed later there was five. They ruled out one, and the second assessment was correct. They administered some medication, which brought her to slowly, but she didn't recover. They had some gauges and meters and so forth. Um, and basically, she's diabetic, and we didn't know what, I didn't know what it was called at the time, and she went into insulin shock. Um, had I not heard her, no one would have ever called for help and she would have died right there. Um, the uh, fire department personnel informed me that um, they suggested she take some carbohydrates. She did after they left and she slowly recovered and it was close to sunrise. I guess in the military they call this an after action report. That the fire department personnel was leaving, I asked one of them what would have happened had I not called, had they not responded, and they informed me she would have been dead in three hours. Uh, Trustee LaBarbera, I believe that during your first term of office, you advocated and were successful in getting six additional fire department personnel. Trustee James, I recall you informing me that you had an opportunity to tour the fire departments, so you were aware of their past issues, their present issues, and their future needs. I'd like to think because of both of you, my wife is alive now because of that. And I'd like to, I made a public records request because I personally didn't know who they were, people that showed up. And with Chief uh, Penny here, I apologize if I pronounced their names wrong, but in alphabetical order by their last name. Bill Lowry, Donald Skarpinski, Tom Swinley or Smiley, Craig Weederhold, and Steve Wiederhold. I learned this from Captain Ben Cave Captain today in a public records request. He informed me that, kind of ironically, that one of the persons that responded was the newest hire. So for anybody, some of you here, I've informed since then, you're aware of it. For anybody beyond my book, my, um, outside of it being here tonight, without them, my wife would not be here now. And I guess I could say, uh, you want to count me as communicating, five fire personnel, six people saved a life on Sunday morning in Sycamore Township. There's nothing else I can say. Thank you. Thanks, Jay, and, and Chief, Great thanks job, to Chief. your guys for, for all of that, of course. Oh, she's doing good. Yeah, Mrs. Janice um, also sent in a letter through Mr. Janice that he's handed to all of us here, I think, about this as well from her, and uh, we're glad to know she's okay and writing letters. So that's a good thing. Thank you. Anyone else? Bob?
Uh, my name is Bob Beeson. I live at uh, Cougar Meadow, um, where it intersects or joins to Cougar Mill Road. Um, I just wanted to say a well done to that construction company because they have been so accommodating uh, to us and to other people up and down the street. And they've gone out of their way to do nice things for us and make it, you know, very, very easy to do. Um, also to Dan, who is, I guess, Sycamore Township's man on the scene. Yeah. Dan Durham. <laughs> Dan yes. Durham. Um, he's been very informative. He lets us know what's coming, uh, what we need to prepare for. Um, if he had a special request, he tries to take care of that for us. He, I mean, it's just been a, you know, a nice experience. They've, they've done very, very well. Great. And one quick question for, um, you prefer sergeant or deputy? Sergeant. Sergeant. Um, we're going to have a point where we can't get in and out of our house for a while or our driveway. So what we're going to do is park over in that, is it tri -health? Is that what it's called? The, 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 the North Creek complex? Buildings? North yes. Creek buildings there? Mm -hmm. um, it's after everybody's left. But normally there's nobody there. And I, occasionally, I think the uh, the county does patrol that. Mm -hmm. So if they, you might want to pass on that if they would see like maybe half a dozen cars there for a couple of days. It's could, it's just us, so don't tow us. <laughs> I, can, I can pass it along, but yeah. it's it's private property, so it would be kind of up, up to the owners. We wouldn't be towing anybody out of there anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's no signs about okay. that and or trespassing. And part of it's public property, here. actually, too. Part is of it's it? public yeah, parking. Part of it is actually owned by Sycamore Township. We hold the, hold the notes or something like that. Mm -hmm. okay. But um, what days are these going to be? Well, it kind of depends on when the, where the oh. construction company gets okay. there. Okay. Uh, I'll make a note for the officers that are on duty. So they yeah, know it'll, it'll be on. when they pour the curbs, which is coming soon, and then the sidewalks, and probably eventually the road. Okay. But it's it's literally for a day or two at a time. You'll see like half dozen cars there. Okay. That are normally not there. I'll. But, uh, uh, I'll we're I'll, we're gone in the mornings. Yeah. I'll, so. I'll get with Dan on that on okay. that schedule, and I'll try and reach out to the management for the building. Yeah. So well, and like that I way say, they don't get called on. When we're there, nobody else is there, yeah. and they're all gone in the morning anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't I'll think we're going to. I'll still make a note to let the guys know that are working. Pass yeah, because it it, it's different than what they would normally see. Well, it's also so. going to be cars that are going to be over there unattended. Correct. Not, not right. in somebody's house. So. Right. You know. Right. But they're not junky cars. They're nice cars. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, bet, like I bet more like it's a target of opportunity for somebody passing, so. <laughs> passing by. <laughs> no, it's okay. And that was it. I just want to say well done because I'm sure those guys get a lot of complaints over time. But uh, at least the people on my street I know are, mm -hmm. and uh, probably most of Cougar Mill are very happy with their work. That's great. So. Dan does a great job. He does. Yeah, yes, he's he does. really great. He does. Yeah, he's a great Thank ambassador you. to all the neighbors out there. So thanks, Bob. That he and, is. Yeah. That he and thanks is. for thinking of your neighbors with parking, too. That's oh, good no of problem. you to bring that up. No problem. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? All right. Moving on to our next agenda item, then, we have Sheriff's Patrol Report. Sergeant, what do you have? I have nothing specific to pass on from the Sheriff's Office. Uh, we are working with the Fire Department on some active threat drills involving some of the members of the community, the Town Center, Moeller <coughs> High School. That'll be coming more in October, um, but nothing specific to pass along. Very good. Any questions for the sergeant from anyone? All right, thanks. Next EMS and fire report, Chief. What have you got? Good evening. First, I'd like to say that um, our firefighters come to work every day hoping to hear stories that Jay Janice just gave. <laughs> we don't always get those, but when we do get them, they, they really hit 
hit home is uh, mm -hmm. that what we do makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you, Jay, for bringing that up. And I hope your wife does fine. Keep that sugar level going, though. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is um, on the station projects. We did some finessing and we were able to get the sprinkler system at this firehouse down here from $108,000 down to $2,300. Wow. And there, there's a catch though. <laughs> and what, what we were able to do is, I was talking to our fire investigator, our fire inspector, Doug, Doug Marath, and um, because the fire station has never had a fire alarm, by adding a fire alarm, they will exchange that for a monitored sprinkler system. So, and, and Doug said, Doug explained it to me, he says, we've, we've done that before, where if you're actually changing what's required to something better, then they will, they will allow that. Um, so Doug reached out to the Hamilton County Building Department and, and they agreed that that was a good idea. Um, it is temporary, we told them that we're planning on doing something with the building major within the next two years. So they're, they're banking on this being a temporary fix, but at the same time, uh, we are gonna be able to, we, we were gonna install the fire alarm system anyway, but we're, the $2,300 comes in because the sprinkler the company is going to <coughs> reroute the sprinkler system feed to an FDC that'll be on the property. To where if the building did caught, catch fire we could hook a fire truck to it and pump into it so we would still have a working sprinkler system it just isn't going to be an automatic system that's off of domestic water um, but they they recognize that it's more important that the fire alarm goes off and the fire alarm wakes up the firemen and gets them out of the building versus no fire alarm and just having a sprinkler system activated so um, by doing that, we were able to scrap the idea of having to redo the whole sprinkler system that's in great. the building. So um, that's great. I do have a question though. Who's the they you keep referring to? The building department uh, and okay. the fire inspector. Uh, okay. they're, they're the two main culprits that call the shots mm -hmm. on what we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, <coughs> with Doug, the fire inspector saying we've done it before in the past. So he reached out to the building, to, to the uh, Hamilton County building department explain what we were wanting to do and they they agreed that that was a good idea and they approved it so uh, by doing that we uh, will be able to to, to go that route so $2,300 reconnection of the sprinkler system so we can pump into it and then uh, the normal of what we already approved for the fire alarm system will will take care of it'll actually be a better system than what we had in the past because we never had a fire alarm system in that firehouse so we never had any way to wake the guys up at night if there was a fire. Mm -hmm. and, and it was allowed back in 1995. Okay. It was totally legal, it was totally allowable, uh, but we want to improve that this time. <laughs> Excellent. So, so we're going that route. Um, the, some of the things that you, got, you guys approved last meeting, we've contacted the contractors and they're, we're scheduling to get some of, this, some of this stuff going. The only thing that we're still waiting on as we're doing the advertisement on the smoke eject system for the exhaust system uh, because that has to be a, a bid you know that goes out so we're, we're still wor working with that but everything else that was approved we're, we got set up 
uh, contractors to come out and start working on on things so everything's moving along well and the uh, the sprinkler system revamp that we're going to be doing should take place within the next week week and a half so that's good news because then if we do have a fire we can't pump into the sprinkler system and put the fire out where <laughs> now we can't do anything so uh, so that, yeah we're going to, and I think I talked to Tracy and his guys I think are going to dig the hole for us so it saves us money there too so they don't have to rent a backhoe and and um, dig you know dig it out so uh, to where, where it lines up it's going to be a very easy fix for us to reconvert that so that'll work good um, the only other thing I have is the reminder that St. Savior Festival is this weekend and we are scheduled with a ladder truck on Sunday uh, seven o'clock for the golf ball drop uh, to conclude the the end of the festival for that night so we we will be there to do that what time is that chief seven o'clock seven is the golf ball drop I think the I think the festival starts at five or so four or five but we're the golf ball drop that we do with the with our aerial is at seven so we'll be there for that Carol Richter from St. Savior and uh, and the, the whole organization is very they're very pleased that we're involved in that and that we're we're help you know doing that with them. It's good good PR and it puts another attraction in the in the mix for them. So works out pretty well. Other than that, I think that's all I have. Okay. How are COVID runs going now? I'm curious. With not the too bad. We we have one here and there, but it's not it's not too bad good yeah um we have not gotten any we have not gotten any updates from the health department on anything extraordinary i think what we've all been hearing is pretty much what's going on the hospitals are starting to crowd up the the virus seems to be uh, hitting the kids more than than the adults the non-vaccinated people are are what are overwhelming the hospitals right now vaccinated people are not um we're still waiting on the release of the Moderna for the booster. Uh, the health department says they're expecting to get those by the end of September, which puts us in line with when we should be getting them anyway, based on when we got them the last time. So we're not we're not overdue. We're not off schedule. We're still fine. Um, hopefully, Moderna gets their the FDA approval and everything gets worked out there, so we can get them by the end of September. So. Um, but other than that, we've had a couple high fever runs, uh, but it, it hasn't been like it was last year. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, let's hope. Any questions for the chief? Or anybody? Nope. All right. Thanks, chief. Mm -hmm. So moving on, roads, maintenance, and recreation. Tracy, what do you have? Uh, before I start, I'd like to, uh, chief to thank Doug Morath. He did a great job. He did. Uh, when he saw those plans, because, you know, we obviously had heartburn over putting $100,000 yep. in a sprinkler <laughs> system that wasn't going to last forever. And as soon as Doug saw that, he took action. He, he did a great job. So thank him for us, if you will. We will. I already did, but I'll do it again. All right. So uh, crews are busy. Obviously, uh, there, there's, we still have a lot of crews out in the neighborhoods repairing sidewalks, another service that the township provides to our residents. Uh, they, they've been all over the place. Uh, they're, they're doing a great job. As, as far as our projects, Kugla uh, Mill is the main one that's still going and as Bob said you know the, the, they have done a great job out there they have, they've kept the ball moving they, 
In fact, they brought in a second crew, so they had two crews out there, one working on each end. Uh, they are done with the uh, storm sewer. And in fact, uh, Steve Rudelschofer has helped a lot. They, uh, our contractor who's doing that, is also working with the homeowner so we can get all of the MSD taps and the water taps in for the 11 houses that are going to be built there before the road gets paved because the timing was not good. They were going to be coming in as soon as we were done with the road, turn it up in 22 different spots. And as I said, can't we do something about that? And Steve did a good job organizing that. And uh, we had a call today about the uh, about MSD and their taps. So it looks like we're going to get all that done. Waterworks taps should be done within the next two and a half weeks. So uh, that's great news. We always hate to fix a road and have utility companies come in yeah. and tear them up. It had, it's, it's happened more than once. So uh, we're, we're very appreciative of that. And uh, there is definitely going to be some times when the uh, citizens can't get in there and that's going to be a long stretch especially when we are doing the actual reclamation because they come in and they tear the whole road up and they add cement and they spread it out and they roll it out and there's 24 hours minimum that nobody can drive on that so that's that's going to be very challenging and when you think about delivery trucks school buses everything that goes up and down Cougar Mill. Um, so do, we, do we know about when that will be? Not yet. That it, okay. I mean, we're, we're probably a week away from starting on curbs. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've probably got three weeks of concrete work, I'm guessing, maybe more. And it won't be till after that. And this only affects a limited number of people, but Bob here is one of them. During that phase, I, well, obviously you can't drive on it during that, but will people be able to walk on it to get yes. out? Yes. Okay. Yes, they can walk on it. Yeah, because he's on a captive street and there's some others right. like that. Okay. Yeah, there's that. There's uh, New, New England New Court back here. There's yeah. everybody that lives on Cougar Mill, I and mean, it's going to affect a lot of people. Bob, I think Bob actually had a question about that. Yeah, our other choice was going to be to park in Charter Road, except buses go through there. Yeah. You can't park on the street there. Yeah, you start filling that up at the wrong spot, it's going to be hard for the school bus to navigate. Right. Yeah. That's why we thought maybe across at the medical building. Yeah. And we're working with the school district also because. Getting the kids picked up and dropped off is really going to be a challenge. We still haven't figured that one out, but we're working on it. What's your time frame? When, when do you think this will be completed? We had talked before and you thought it was yeah. sometime. Is that still? It's, that's still, it's still the time frame. It's still the time frame. Yeah. I, one other question, I'm sorry. Back to the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. um, a neighbor on Autumnwood had asked about that, and I assume that was our work, if there was repair work done on the sidewalk there. Um, could you have your guys take a look at whatever repairs we did at the grass seating that was done around it? One of the neighbors was concerned about that. I haven't looked at it. I, I don't know whether there's a concern or not, but I'd appreciate it if somebody could go back by and take a look. Okay. It has to be watered. We've been in a big drought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next, uh, 
We have a quote here from PCS, Professional Cabling Solutions. This is to wrap up our camera project. As you know, we've been working on this for quite a while in all our parks and our, street, our, uh, uh, our traffic cameras on Kenwood, Montgomery, Galbraith. Uh, you know, we've had some cameras, we've had some problems, and we've just now finished uh, wiring all our parks. Most of them have been done besides Bechtel, which now has Wi-Fi, and, and we're ready to go. So as you can see, this is a quote for $79,656.75. Now $36,715 of that is a new server because our old server will not handle this uh, as far as all, all the cameras and uh, the storage and recording. And it also includes a three-year uh, support from Genetic Advantage, who is the company that we're going with as an improvement over the company that we, we have now, which is Milestone. And then we also have 44 cameras. 16 of those are new. 13 of them are in Bechtold. Three of them are here uh, in the back. One on this building, two in the building in back. Uh, so uh, um, the rest are replacements. So there's 16 new, there's 28 replacements meaning there's 28 cameras that we have out there right now that are not working. Are most of those on the uh, on the roads? No, most of those are in the parks. Okay. 26 of them are in the parks. Really? So only okay. two are, are traffic. Okay. So uh, it's the, the two on top of the collection. Yeah, on top of those the collection. Those two? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew we had a problem with those. How hey, so we've... The 36,000, can we use TIFF on that? We can on the server, yes. Okay. Not, not on the cameras, but we can on the server. Okay. And uh, with that, that's a, uh, this company is, does have, uh, is a member of GSA, which is General Services Administration, which is a federal cooperative purchasing program, just like we do the state program. So all the bidding's been done for us, so we don't have to go out to bid, so we save more money there. They are the approved vendor. Uh, so we have 13 new ones at Bechtold, three here, two traffic cameras, 26 replacements in the parks. Uh, so the cameras are a total $42,940.97. And with that GSA pricing, that's a 30% discount on the cameras, and it's a 45% discount on the server. Great. So it, yeah, it's, it's, great. It's, it's a lot of money, but it's a, it's a large discount at the same time. So your total bill on this is over $79,000, right? Just a little more than $79,000? That's correct. How old are the cameras that are no longer functional? I would say they're right around 10, 12? 10 to 12 years yeah. since we started putting years on the roads. Yeah. Do we know and, what their usable life parks. was supposed to be when we put them out? I mean, have they died early or outlived their I would say life? that th th these cameras are a definite upgrade. I would say that those are probably they, just about their lifetime yeah these cameras do have a higher weather rating um, you know in addition a lot of the cameras that uh, that we had out there are um, our PTZ pan tilt zoom mm. so they have all these extra moving pieces um, that, that's great if you're actively monitoring them because you can move them around um, but it's it's just more opportunity more points of failure the cameras we're replacing them with have a higher resolution wider angle 
but they're static. Mm -hmm. So once you set them, that, that's the viewing angle. Mm -hmm. um, it makes each individual camera uh, actually a lot cheaper than a PTZ because it doesn't have all that, those additional yeah. components. Makes them more resilient, more, uh, more durable. So this server, where is that going? Down in so the basement? It's down in the basement, yes. in the server rack. Uh, calling in a server is a bit of a misnomer. It's actually more of a network-attached uh, uh, storage device. Mm -hmm. um, but but it, is a, it is like a standalone um, controller and, and storage device. Well, is it a device controller, or is it simply something receiving data and storing it? it it's going to... It's a it's a server in the in the simplest sense. It does have the the software on it that controls the cameras. It is the um, uh, it is the storage device for all of the data or all of the video that we're collecting. Uh, it's going to be able to store um, at least seven days worth of all of our video feeds, and then it's going to continually just overwrite itself. So if there's an event out in the parks or on, on traffic, we've got seven days to, um, to, to capture that. So we, everything's coming here by fiber, I assume, and every, being dumped it, into that. Yeah, our, our, all, of our, all of our Wi-Fi in the parks, our cameras, they're all on our, our dark fiber. They're, they, and everything comes back to this building. Okay. Would there be any advantage in going with cloud-based storage for this instead and just sending it further up you're the talking, that? You're talking about um, a lot of data, a lot of bandwidth. Uh, we would be paying a, a, a very high service fee um, for the amount of data that we're collecting. If we were talking about one building with, with some security cameras, that might be, um, you know, that might make sense, but our network is just too large. so. What sort of redundancy will this unit have if the main unit goes down? Does it take all the cameras down? The uh, yeah, I mean, if the server goes down, every, everything goes down. Yeah. Uh, but we've been working on uh, some redundancy with our uh, with our server rack. There's there's redundant power. It's on it's on two separate circuits. So if <coughs> if one of the battery backups goes down on the uh, the server, the other one picks it up. We also have redundancy in our switches. Uh, it's a lot of uh, we've actually used a lot of COVID money to uh, to double up on all the switches down there. Um, it's still a work in progress, but um, you know that's definitely something we're building in. Another thing we're looking at doing for uh, for low cost is uh, failover um, failover uh, internet services. So right now our main our main feed is Spectrum. Uh, for a for a small fee, I'm sorry, is is Cincinnati Bell Phi Optics. Uh, for a small fee each month, we're going to have a, a Spectrum service, uh, which will manage. Uh, we'll actually switch over. That'll be our main. The fiber, the the, the Phi Optics will be running the the Parks Wi-Fi, and if at any point in time one of those uh, uh, one of those services goes down, it'll automatically flip over, so we won't lose any data. For the not to get too technical, but for the storage in the server, mm -hmm. is it SSD? Is it spinning platters? Uh, so with these with these large ones, they are they are still hard drives, but they're uh, I think it's I want to say it's RAID three. I'd have to look at that, but it, it is a it is a RAID setup. Okay, so, so there is some redundancy there. Okay, yeah. um, as far as our as far as our network, the data that we use that were you know our files. 
those those are backed up every 15 minutes mm -hmm. and every night those are um, um, those are uploaded off-site mm -hmm. the camera footage will not be that way that's too much data way too expensive just uh thought to park away for the future we need to look at our records retention policy to make sure we're not required to keep it longer once we start keeping it mm -hmm. because we're going to get records requests from people looking for video of car racks and other things if they know that's there and it, it may be that we need to update that and yeah. just you know we can document in in our public records retention you know we are keeping seven days mm -hmm. you know, and then it's automatically you know, we I think we just have to notate that yeah. if we don't already yeah the, the other thing to look out there though is if six and a half days into that seven days somebody makes a request going back once we've gotten the request i think we're obligated to produce it if we still had it so just again something to think about in the future as to that we're i know i'm taking us a little astray from the hardware here i know but yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll look at that policy it was already on my radar okay <laughs> all right and um, yeah. who's monitoring you're in charge of it uh, I, I work with so so I'm working with our with our uh, our IT vendor uh, to to do just the general projects with with our server and general network. Um, the the cameras are not actively monitored on on any regular basis. It's it's an as needed basis. The only time uh, they're monitored is during Christmas. Right. Our traffic. Yeah. Our traffic signals are. I mean, that's when that's we, when we TUC all, takes I it over. I can get on to them. Uh, Skyler can get on to them, but we don't monitor them per se. We check it out every once in a while. That's why we're going away from the PTZs. You know, if they're pointed somewhere, it doesn't do any good unless you got somebody sitting there monitoring that can move it. Uh, with these cameras, uh, we've gone to uh, several different kinds. Uh, you know, especially for in the parks where we're having so much vandalism we're going to have some at the uh, entrances where we can see license plates and then we're going to have other ones that are wide angle that are going to cover the whole park so uh, uh, we we do not actively monitor though check on somebody's checking this is uh this is actually an example of uh, um, one of the lower grade trial cameras that we brought in this is a this is a single camera that is that is actually doing a 360 degree shot of our back parking lot here um, if I were to actually move to what this camera is doing it's again it's a single lens so what it's doing is it's it's pointed down and you kind of get this fisheye view uh, but because of um, because of the megapixels and the, the just the just the high resolution of these you're able to you're able to break these up <coughs> and get different viewpoints. This single camera is allowing us to see uh, the entirety of the parking lot, as well as both entrances on the on the rear of the building, and even some of our um, uh, some of our mechanical equipment. Now, the great thing about the software that we have is this one camera. This this is one view that'll record, but we can actually set this up to. I'm just throwing one out here. This is a separate view that will be independently recorded, um, you know, that, that may provide some, you know, some additional information. Or if we wanted just the fish eye so that we can see all of that mechanical equipment, you know, um, you know, those are three different feeds from one camera that we'll be able to track and record. There's a lot of places like that in the parks that we're actually going to be doing this. Um, Again, this is a single lens. There are um, 
they're all there are multi-lens 360 cameras that uh, that we have in this package as well that allow for some additional zoom and um, you know uh, higher quality video uh, these are also um, FLIR, FLIR, however you want to pronounce that, uh, so that there's there's some night vision uh, capability with all of these. Okay. So, and this is a live feed, so you can see, it, you know, even in low light, it's you know, it's pretty visible. All right. So, Tracy, are you looking for a motion to proceed based on this quote, or do we have a PO? Yes, I have a PO in the stack here okay. tonight. Okay. So we'll come to that then. Yes. All right. Anything further for us to consider right now as to this? Nope. I can talk all night about technology, so yeah, you need don't. to tell me to move on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you and Scott will talk I'm going to shut night. up now. We'll just sit yeah. here. <laughs> all right. What else do you have for us? Uh, that's all I have under roads. Uh, well, uh, as everybody knows, uh, I'm assuming everybody knows our movie was canceled because of weather again. Yeah. yeah. So, that's frustrating. We but outdoors. Good luck with that. As much dry weather as we've had, yeah. we've had bad luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have a band coming up this weekend, is it? Yep, Friday night. Friday night. All right. James. All right, and that's a back toll. Yeah, it should right. be a good one. All right. Anything else? No, sir, that's it. Any questions for Tracy from anybody? All right, thanks. Uh, planning and zoning. Okay. Uh, big ticket item for me uh, is uh, this upcoming Monday, uh, September 13th. Zoning Commission will be reviewing uh, the hopefully the final edition of the uh, Sycamore Township land use plan as well as some some modest updates to our, our current zoning resolution uh, if those are approved um, next week by by commission they'll be they'll be going to uh, the, the next meeting of the uh, the Board of Trustees for uh, full presentation and review so there's light at the end of the tunnel we're getting there good so um, Would you check through that document also? I, I skimmed through the current version of it that I guess we have published on the web, and you, I'm sure you have some updates, but some yep. of the overhead pictures we had are a little out of date. For example, around the CIG project, all the houses are still there, mm -hmm. things like yep. that. If, if you can update the imagery, that might be helpful. Yeah. So we've already discussed some of, some of those issues, uh, as well as you know, uh, updating statistics. Um, there's quite a bit of things. At some point, uh, this is this is the discussion with zoning commission. We need to we need to adopt something and, and establish a baseline. Even if next March we go right back into it and we do an update, um, you know, our our current uh, our current land use plan is 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 woefully out of date. Um, you know, so I. Uh, I received multiple stacks of, of recommendations and changes from Zoning Commission. I'm updating the document with, with that round of, of updates now. Hopefully it'll go out tomorrow um, and, and uploaded to the website in that, that hopefully final, final form. Um, but this is very much a living document. Um, we're going to be updating graphics, updating statistics as we go. Um, it's not something that's just going to sit on a shelf and, and collect dust, you know, for five years. We're going to be right back at it, adding new sections, adding policy areas. Um, <clears throat> I, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll do a full presentation on it. Don't worry. Okay. But it's, it is coming and it's a, it's a substantial document that, you know, that can be reviewed and approved. Um, 
uh, as you know, uh, Ms. Ms. Angie Zambert, uh, Zambert has uh, uh, has started in her uh, her full time capacity with uh, with the township as our as our planning and zoning assistant. She's been working on uh, updates to the uh, planning and zoning forms online, uh, our our applications, um, checklists, you know, our our, our simple Q and A sheets. Uh, that we give out to the public, so all of those are being reviewed and um, uh, will be will be coming out incrementally uh, with updates. And she and I are also going through um, CAGIS processes and reporting forms. Right now, we really don't have good fleshed out uh, reports that we can um, uh, that we can draw from CAGIS as far as you know those um, you know the the zoning stats that I was trying to do. So we're trying to flush those out so I can start doing those on a regular basis to the, to the board and uh, to the administrator. So as soon as we get through that, um, hopefully you'll be getting some some good raw data coming out of my office. Very good. Thanks. That's all I got tonight. Any questions for Mr. Miller? All right. Thanks. So moving on to the law director report. I'm very Moving on to the administrator report. Tracy, are you handling that? I am. All right. Just for the record, uh, Mr. Works on vacation through today. So take it away, Tracy. So as you know, uh, I, I handed you all a uh, attachment for amended appropriations. Uh, so we need to do that. Uh, obviously, before we do purchase orders, uh, if you'll look through there, uh, there's some for general out of administration. Uh, the rest of them are out of TIFFs. It's for, uh, most of it is for schools. Uh, there was not enough encumbered at the beginning of the year to, to handle what we need to pay them all year. So, uh, or appropriate and not encumbered. So we have to amend those appropriations in the summer off for <coughs> auditor's charges that uh, they charge us for and they come out automatically. So those, those have been paid. So uh, these are appropriations that need to be changed. Did you print the resolution for I that? Did. So I have a resolution amending 2021 appropriations, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, we call the roll. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. And before you proceed, Tracy, I just want to thank Debbie Campbell. Um, she has been going through getting our bills paid very rapidly here and that required these uh, updates to the appropriations and this is something that just came up late this afternoon and she took care of it within a few hours and got it to you yeah, so Debbie did a great yeah. job so thank you she, Debbie. Was, she was already gone for the day right I mean, did this from did home from home yeah so she did a, a marvelous job yeah so go ahead So uh, we also are looking for a motion to approve a COVID-19 sick bank hours. If you remember, uh, last year we did one of these and had 1,000 hours of a sick bank. So if somebody did test positive and they had to be off, it did not affect their own personal sick time. It came out of the bank. Uh, so we've, we've already had several people uh, test positive. And we are looking to, uh, for a motion to approve a sick bank of 750 hours. Uh, we think that will suffice, but if it does not, we can come back to you for more later. Okay, I'd like to have your motion to approve. Second. All right, so we have a motion to add 750 additional hours to the sick, to the sick bank. And a second, any discussion? 
Mr. Porter, will you call the roll? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Whedon? Aye. Okay, the only other thing I have is uh, POs, and most of them are for the appropriations that we just amended. So would you like to do these one at a time or together? Uh, these are all the ones that were in the packet earlier, and there's nothing added from what we published online. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Was the cabling there, solutions the, PO in there? There, that is the only one that is added. The the cabling solutions that we just talked about. That okay. is not in the packet. It, if you would just for the record read through the the vendor and the amount as to these, and we'll approve them. I think by number okay. as a package here. Okay, we have a PO to Boundtree Medical LLC for $15,000. That's for EMS supplies. Uh, one to Lycans Energy Solutions for $40,000, and this is to wrap up uh, the year uh, for our fuel. One for LaForce for $8,657.08. That was for all the electronic locks at Bechtold. Bechtold was the one part that was not done after we got the Wi-Fi completed. Uh, that, that, that's what that was for. Next one is for Indian Hill School District, and that's for $2,597,111.44, and that's their second half school payment. Next one for Princeton City Schools in the amount of $226,166.59. That is also their second half. Next PO is for Deer Park Community City Schools in the amount of $277,057, also their second, uh, second half of their tax settlement. Next is Sycamore Board of Education for a total of $95,729.03 their second half. Next is Great Oaks Career Campuses, $187,059.25. That's their second half. Then uh, the next one we have is the one that you didn't have in your packet. That's the Professional Cabling Solutions, uh, which we just discussed. That's $79,656.75. And then uh, we have one to Paysewell 2 LLC for $96,565.21. That's for the CPACE assessments for 7450 Keller Road. And then we have one, the final one is for Paysewell 3 LLC for $114,307.80. And that's for the CPACE assessment for 11500 Northlake. CPACE being? Sorry, CPACE being, if you would explain. Oh. Uh, Scholar may be able to yep. explain a little better okay. than me. Uh, so there is a uh, there's a public financing mechanism called PACE. It's a property assessed clean energy. Uh, we're we're essentially a pass through in this mechanism. Uh, a a private commercial property owner will will voluntarily they will elect uh, to have a special assessment placed on their property. Uh, they get the money up front as part of construction or, or um, uh, renovations to a building for for green, green projects, energy, energy, right. you know, yeah. energy improvements. Um, 
that debt service is is that assessment that's placed on the uh, um, you know the property tax bill. Right. The the county collects that. They pay us. We pay uh, we pay the lender. Okay. Thank you. Just Motion to that. approve the purchase orders. Yep. Second. All right, and thank you. I just wanted that stated on the record as to what it was. Um, we have a motion to approve. It yes. Should be noted the the those pace dollars. There yep. is there is no public dollars uh, being utilized to, to that to that lender. That we are just a pass through. Yep. Thank you. Okay. All right, we have a motion and a second to approve the POs, which are twenty twenty one POs one fifteen five five six five six nine five seven three five seven four five seven five. 576, 577, 580, 582, and 583. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, we call the roll. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Wheaton? Aye. All right. Anything else from the administrator side? That is all I have. All right. Mr. Porter, you are up. Yes, I have receipts of $11,044,845.75. Disbursements of $6,402,156.42. The reason for the um, large size is the second half taxes came in, and that uh, that includes TIF money and the amounts paid to the schools. Uh, and a complete listing of all the uh, receipts and disbursements is available in the packet for your review. Motion to approve. And a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weed? Aye. All right, thanks, Mr. Porter. And pass on our thanks to Debbie for what we were talking about earlier, please. Uh, trustee comments? Mr. Weedman? Uh, I have nothing, no comments except looking forward to Brent James. I have Brent James, as you know, is a resident of Sycamore Township, and uh, he's going to be playing in the park this weekend, so we're looking forward to that. That's all I have. Mr. LaBarber? And I'll second that. I'm Brent James, lives across the street here with the Vintage Youth. And I'll be Friday night at 7 o'clock at Bechtold. And uh, get a chance to listen to this guy. We, we've had him here for a number of events over the years. Folsom Prison Blues. I mean, it's just awesome. Uh, not Johnny Cash, I'll tell you that. Uh, as a former Harley motorcycle owner, Motorcycle Church is a great song that he does. And I was very moved by the day Tom Petty died. He's a great performer, Brent James, lives across the street. Special thanks to our parks director, uh, Jason Petty, for canceling the movie on Saturday. He got ahead of the rain forecast. And I just want to call your attention to something that happened today at the Kenwood Country Club. Uh, top tier professional golf is returning to Greater Cincinnati, the LPGA, the Kroger Queen City Championship, uh, presented by Procter & Gamble at our nearby Kenwood Country Club, September the 5th through the 11th. Uh, the purse is 1.75 million. Uh, the last time they competed here in Cincinnati was back in 1989. Uh, Nancy Lopez was in town today to do the event. Uh, Betsy Ross and the folks over at the, uh, at the Country Club, she claimed the title, Nancy Lopez at that time. It's good to have the ladies back. I played in a number of the Pro-Am LPGA tournaments uh, over the years. And it's a great event. And this is a great event for our area. And we've got plenty of time to plan for this. Uh, I know this will be a boom for a lot of our businesses in, in Sycamore Township. And uh, uh, maybe somebody comes up with uh, some creative ways to uh, take advantage of this. So. Anything else? That's it. All right. 
Uh, I had a few things, but I'm going to save for next time, I think, so we can keep us moving. I just want to thank our firefighters and EMS workers for everything Mr. Janice was speaking about earlier with his wife and for everybody else in the community who they do that great work for. Um, we see that in our retirement communities in our neighborhoods. Your guys are there all the time, right away when people need help, and they take care of them. So pass that on to the chief from the board. Thank you. Yeah, we all appreciate that. And I'll repeat again, thanks to Debbie for being so quick in what she got done this evening uh, on her own time. So we uh, have some announcement changes. The Board of Zoning Appeals meeting on Monday, September 20th is canceled, I assume, due to lack of an agenda. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, Jed's board meetings are Tuesday, September 21st. They were originally scheduled for today, but with yesterday being the holiday, we had moved that. CIC meeting is September 21st, also at 6.45 p.m. Check our calendar for other items. And I will now move that we adjourn into executive session with Law Director Deepak Desai, as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22, to discuss imminent litigation, and secondly, to discuss sale of real property. Second. Any discussion as to that? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll? Mr. LaVar. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Reed. Aye. All right, now I'll invite Mr. Kellams, Mr. Desai, Mr. Porter, and Mr. Miller into the executive session. And we'll note that it is 8.01 p.m. currently as we adjourn into, into executive session. We'll be back in a little while.
Tracy, you can just sit right there if you want. <laughs> We are back from executive session at 8.37 p.m. on September 7th. Motion to adjourn. Wait, we nope. need roll call. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. Mr. Porter, would you call the roll? Mr. LaBarber. Here. Mr. James. Here. Mr. Weedman. Present. All right, Mr. Weedman. Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? All right. Aye. Good night. Good night, everybody. We are adjourned at 8.37 p.m.